valuing myself and changing, you know, my sense of purpose and my identity. I have a lot to offer just because I don't have, you know, a traditionally respectable career as a doctor or a lawyer or, or a CEO of a Fortune 500 company doesn't mean I'm any less valuable or any less skilled. Welcome to the Pinky J podcast. Yes, Pinky is my real name. Not sure what my mom was thinking when she named me. Let's get real on this podcast and talk about taboo topics, trauma, and life experiences. I am here to inspire and motivate anyone who's going through a tough time. Remember, you're not alone, you are worthy, and you're enough. Tune in to listen to different stories and different experiences. Today, I have a special guest. His name is Dean. I'm friends with him through Zumba. We're both Zumba instructors. And his story, I think it will inspire a lot of people. When he reached out to me, he said his life is completely different than what he had planned. And I think a lot of people go through that. He learned about self-worth and a sense of purpose. So Dean, why do you think your story will inspire a lot of people nowadays or what you're going through or what you went through? I think a lot of people experience hardship in their lives, setbacks, sure, temporary periods of adversity. They may feel like they don't know you know, what's on the other end for them or how to get through a tough time. Uh, so I think we could all relate to that. Talking a little bit more about myself and what I've gone through uh, might be able to inspire uh, somebody or give somebody a different way of looking at their days, their lives, you know, just a different perspective. Absolutely. What is your story? Uh, I'll start with my childhood. I was raised to, to do really well in school. That relates a lot to uh, the moral of this story. I was very focused on being a good student and being a good person and doing everything right. Whether that was sports, whether that was school, whether that was, you know, friendships, anything like that. I really focused on on doing that as well as possible. I was a, a rule follower, was listening to my parents, valuing, respecting my parents, which yes, it, it's, a, it's a really great thing to do. And uh, any kids out there listening, I hope that you uh, respect and listen to your parents. I was very competitive with myself in all the things that I did I was as I was growing up, childhood, uh, teenage years in high school, then when I went into college. I guess that kind of drive allowed me to, to succeed in, in many ways. I, I was a three-sport athlete in high school. I was uh, fourth in my class in high school. I did really well. Everything seemed to be working out, quote-unquote. At that time, my personal values were more about my success in school and how others perceived me based off of, you know, what I was doing, what I was achieving. That mattered a lot to me. The, I guess, the acceptance of others, the validation of others on what I was doing as, you know, being something that was, you know, valued and respected uh, was, was very big to me at the time. And, and then I went to college, um, shout out Rutgers in New, New Jersey. That was my alma mater. I went there. That was the first time I experienced the biggest hardship of my life at that point. I went to Rutgers to study to become a doctor. I had that kind of set in my mind as a teenager that I would want to pursue that for many reasons. I think one, because of the challenge of it, the prestige of it appealed to me, you know, the way that, you know, doctors are perceived in society, the way they're respected. And also financially, when I thought about like, I guess the quote unquote, what we're taught to strive for with our careers is to find a job that, you know, provides financial security. Doctors make a lot of money. I grew up in like in a, in a middle class family. We, we struggled sometimes. My parents didn't have much, but they gave my brother and I everything that they had. And I really appreciate and value them. And I think that my dad really tried to instill in me the belief that I could be anything I wanted to be, but that anything I wanted to be was really limited to doctor or lawyer. That was kind of the mentality that I had. Like, okay, I'm, 
this is what I'm going to pursue in my studies. Like everything I do is going to be so that I can set myself up to achieve this career so that I can experience all these things on the back end. A lot of people don't talk about it, but they have this mindset. If I have to be a doctor, a lawyer, that's the only limitation I have due to my what my parents want me to be. Being a kid that listened to his parents and respected and also believed that he could achieve those things based off of how I was performing in school and the intelligence that, you know, I, I don't want to say I had because I, I still have, I, I still think in that way, but I was performing in the way that, you know, I could, I could achieve those things. Then I got into college and I was doing my, my pre-med courses and science courses, very challenging, but again, was still doing well, despite, you know, having to learn how to study differently and a lot and sacrifice a lot of my time just studying when my friends were having fun or things like that. But then the crossroads for me came my junior year of college. I was studying for the MCAT, which is a medical school exam, kind of like the SAT for high school. I was in uh, in a very rigorous program, a prep program that coupled with my coursework. To make a long story short, the practice test that I took, I wasn't doing well and I wasn't used to that. No matter what I did, no matter what I tried, to do to do better I just wasn't for the first time I felt like everything that I ever worked towards was in jeopardy because I wasn't able to overcome this mountain like this this test just for me it wasn't clicking uh, no matter what I learned previously no matter how I tried to study and no matter how many practice tests and different things I tried. It was just overwhelming, to say the least, and started experiencing anxiety and depression, a lot of self-doubt, feelings of worthlessness, hopelessness. My world was, was, was shaken at that time when I came to this point where everything I ever studied for was kind of in the balance. Was this the first time you experienced anxiety and depression? So I've ex I had experienced anxiety before in the past. It's something that I feel like I've noticed it's in my family to a degree. I, I, I've seen that th those behaviors exhibited um, from other family members. And growing up, I always, I felt that in certain situations or about certain things that I perceived to be fearful or I'm relatively introverted now. Like I, I'm, a, I'm more of a thinker than I am an ex expressor. I, I mean, I do it many times when it feels natural, but I'm, I'm very in my head about a lot of things. I'm, I'm more of a, a processor of information. So when I had to, you know, when I was a kid, you know, speak in front of people, that gave me anxiety. When I had to, I don't know, it's funny, I'm a Zumba instructor now, but I was very afraid of dancing in public when I was uh, a kid. Yeah. And look at you now, dancing in front of everyone and an instructor, which is amazing. Life is funny in, in the ways that it works and, you know, what, what's to come. But at that time, you know, just dancing with somebody or being seen in public dancing or talk, all these little things gave, gave me anxiety. Right. I, I, I experienced some some performance anxiety in sports, and this isn't something I've shared publicly before. This is something that I've shared with a core group of people where, again, I think it stems from trying too hard to achieve success. At that time with sports, I was comparing myself to who I was around or people on other teams, and I wanted to, to do more. My coaches wanted me to do this, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm this is what I can naturally do. And now I'm trying to figure out how to be even better. And then I started to nitpick all the things about myself to try and, you know, make it better. And it just made it worse. We are who we are and we know our capability and that's who we are. We have to, as humans, to just stop comparing ourselves to other people and pushing ourselves to that limit. In your case, you're getting anxiety. So yeah. you're 
your health as well. For sports specifically, I did well, but had I had the tools to regulate better in certain instances or, you know, rationalize how, you know, what I was doing was good enough as it was. And although I might not be the best, what my best is good enough for what I'm doing. I could have achieved a little bit more, transparently speaking. I guess we can tie that back to where I left off my test preparation in college, where the same thing came back. Those other things that I mentioned, they had a start and end period. You know, once I got past it, I didn't have to go back and play sports after I left high school. I was done. I, If I wanted to avoid it the rest of my life, I could do that. Learning is an ongoing process and you know, there was a means to leading me towards something else that I believed I wanted to achieve and I couldn't avoid that. So I was just stuck in this rut trying to improve something that there was nothing wrong with me as there was, but I started to see myself as a test score in order to gain admission to medical school, which is what I want, what I really valued at the time. Not being able to test well for that specific test really affected my mental health. I, I struggled a lot for a few months, actually for a few years after that, um, kind of just trying to find myself after something that I had worked up towards didn't work out for me. Initially, I, I coped terribly. I just tried to avoid as much as I could practicing, studying for the test. I, want, I didn't want anything to do with it. I was still in the program for test prep, but I didn't do anything extra. I showed up and I did the minimum requirement. I, I just wanted nothing to do with it. And, you know, I, I became a recluse for a few weeks of just like, didn't leave my dorm room very much at all. And it was the dark years. Poor, poor, poor coping mechanisms to try and, you know, feel some sort of temporary happiness or satisfaction to cope with, you know, what I was experiencing and not really knowing how to get over it. But then soon after that, I mean, I'm, I'm very close to my parents now. And I, I opened up to them about, you know, what I was feeling and they didn't get it. And they, I don't think to this day, if you ask them, they still would. Happenings with one's mental health is very personal and it's very hard to define, especially if you've never experienced it for yourself to know exactly what someone's feeling. Um, so I understood that they didn't understand and they weren't used to their son struggling because he's always done so well. So what's happening all of a sudden? For the first time I, in my life, I asked for help. That's such a big step because people don't ask for help. So the fact that you did ask for help is great. And, and I think it might have been the way I was raised or, you know, the way my surroundings were, where you just, your, your stuff is your stuff. You figure out how to handle it and you show up and you do whatever you need to do and whatever's happening to you, and that's your problem. You, you figure it out. But I couldn't, it's not something I could sleep away. It's not something I could, you know, avoid. So I talk therapy. My school had on-site mental health therapists, licensed professional social workers, uh, free for students. So I went and I started a, a journey of learning uh, different things about mental health and how to perceive things differently. To this day, I still do therapy. And that's amazing because people are ashamed or think it's like a taboo that you're going to therapy or you're crazy, but it's not. I think everyone needs therapy and it helps you so much in so many ways that you can't help yourself or your friends can't help you or your family can't help you. Absolutely. I mean, you and I could have another episode just on the benefits of therapy. I, I, could, speak, I could speak for an hour about it. I don't go to therapy, but... I, it's also something that I've been working on, but absolutely, I think everyone should go to therapy and don't be ashamed of it. It's something not to be ashamed of. Yeah. I mean, if there's anybody listening and uh, they've contemplated doing it or they saw some sort of stigma, 
or that people think they'll be that that, that they're crazy for going uh just work on letting that go and, and go for it remember we have to live with the experience of ourselves every day and you know nobody else is living that for us so check in with yourself about how you're feeling and if you know you feel like you can use a boost in your life there's nothing wrong with reaching out for help in in any facet my story my journey i i started doing therapy o- over years i learned different tools and techniques, different ways to perceive different situations, how to process emotions, how to analyze thoughts, things like that to help me respond rather than react to certain things that happened to me. At the time, my anxiety was very severe. Like I felt it physiologically very extremely. It was really hard to just do normal things. But over time, I learned ways to regulate that. But I guess like one of the quick takeaways from from me doing that was just honing into why my success on this test was so important to me, changing the way that I perceived my self-worth and my personal values. And I think for me, therapy was the first time I started to think differently about myself and started to value myself, things outside of my educational success or what I'm labeled as or what other people want for me or see me as. Because at that time, I was done with wanting to be a doctor. I was turned off. I was like, this is this is how much it takes to do this test. And it's only going to get even more extreme. And, you know, I, my, my college roommate just became a doctor last year and I'm 10 years removed from undergraduate study. So, you know, it's a long process, a long devoted process of a lot of sacrifices. And I think taking a step back on it now and thinking of more about, you know, my strengths and my passions, uh, perhaps, you know, it was a great thing. Maybe it was in a way meant to be that I experienced, that I experienced this so intensely, so painfully at times, but it allowed me to really open up some wounds and get into the heart of who I am outside of, you know, a job or, you know, something that's very superficial. I think everything happens for a reason. And if it wasn't meant to be for you, it's not for you. But now in your career, in your life, are you happier? Do you have that self-worth and that sense of purpose? I do. As, as Pinky mentioned, uh, I'm a Zumba instructor, just just like she is. And that's one of uh, the primary things I do as my career. It, it makes up a good part of my week, put a lot of time into it, and, and I love it. I'm also a personal trainer, and I also DJ. So those are a few things that I do. And those are all things that I'm passionate about. I wake up and I have like this gratitude process every day. I wake up and I'm thankful for just being here on earth. I, I've learned to really value very small things so that I could experience some small wins every day, happiness as much as possible. That, that's another conversation too, <laughs> cultivating gratitude and happiness. But I, I learned that over a lot of time, kind of out of necessity of just valuing myself and changing you know, my sense of purpose and my identity. I have a lot to offer just because I don't have you know, a traditionally respectable career as a doctor or a lawyer or or a CEO of a Fortune 500 company doesn't mean I'm any less valuable or any less skilled or contribute less to society. I'm happy just affecting the network that I'm around of, you know, if I can influence one person, do what I enjoy and, and have it benefit somebody. That, that To me, that that's significant. And I wake up every day feeling like what I do matters, who I am matters. I matter on this earth. I can get through anything. Exactly. And I think everyone should feel their self-worth and the sense of purpose because everyone does have a purpose on this earth. Like you said, you can have the smallest job or be in corporate and own this multi-billion dollar business 
but you still have a purpose. As a Zumba instructor, we, I think, inspire so many people on an everyday basis because we get there and just looking at our participants' smiles, it's you don't know what they're going through, but whatever they're going through, that's their hour and they're smiling and they're dancing. And that right there is a huge purpose. And I love how you were able to overcome that. Because I don't think a lot of people do because we live in this society that it's about pressure and where you are at what age and what job and people that's are right. constantly, constantly judging you as to how come you're not doing this. And Coming from a background that my family was also very similar to yours, there's always that kind of pressure, like how come you're not making this much or how come you're not doing this career versus mm -hmm. like never doing something that I love and waking up with gratitude. Absolutely. Right? And breaking free of what society has deemed a, a good course of life, you know, make this much by this age, be married by this age, have kids by this age, own a house, what what have you, just learning to let go of that and, and, and live your your life and on your terms and just make sure that what's inside is taken care of before you focus on all the other things that other people think are going well with you. If everything's not settled on the inside, nothing else matters. Everything I'm saying right now and the reason why I wanted to be on your podcast is just to, to have people become aware if they're not already with themselves and the way they perceive perceive life in general, the way they perceive their life, perception can change your life in an instant if you see things differently. I see life in a totally different way than I did when before I started studying for that exam in the years prior to that. I encounter similar situations and I handle them gracefully because I know what I need to do to regulate my thoughts and emotions in the time, show myself a lot of love and compassion throughout those processes. Yeah, I want people to live their truest life and, and explore their passions and do something with it, despite what others may want for you or what you think uh, you should be doing. It's okay to struggle. I want my episode at least, and I, I know you're going to continue to to do great things and inspire people. I want this to inspire people to, to be open with loved ones, with themselves, be everything that they can be and strive for greatness. We're, we're all capable of achieving something really positive and meaningful. I and mean, we don't have to be limited by what society deems that we should be doing or our own self-limiting beliefs. And, you know, what I experienced helped me circumvent all of those things or self-limiting beliefs about, you know, what I feel like I should aspire for, what I'm only meant to earn, what I'm only meant to do. My perception of myself is limitless. I'm doing everything I can for myself and whatever comes of it comes of it, but I'm doing it because I enjoy it. Whatever is to come will come. Exactly. And do what makes you happy. We're on this earth and we get one chance. So why not? Right. And I think your story will inspire many people, especially the ones that are going through the studying and trying to see what they want to do in college and in their career. So the fact that you change your perception in one moment because of a test is very great because wow, you're like, okay, this is not for me. And I think a lot of people need that, need that inspiration, need that story of like, it's okay. Like if it's not for you, you can find something else. Follow your dream, follow your passion. Thank yeah. you so much for your story. One, one quick thing. I heard it on another podcast I was listening to today. When it comes to change, it's four words, accept, adjust, move forward. It resonated with me because some of the things I've experienced 
there changes. Change is a little change can be scary. And for me at that time, my change was very scary for me. And had I had that, you know, graceful mindset of adjust, accept and move forward, it could have been easier for me at the time. But but now something like that is ingrained in me. So whenever a change is happening to anybody who's listening to this, be open to accepting it and adjusting it and, and moving forward because life does go on and there is always something more out there for us, even if we think in the moment a lost job, a, a lost loved one be shattering and, and in the moment it could feel that way, but unconditionally accept so that you remain centered and then just keep your head up and keep moving forward. That's true, 100%. If you're ever in the New Jersey area, check out Dean's Zumba classes or if you need a DJ and you personal train where? I have my own business, my own personal training business. Uh, you can find more information, deansada.com, D-E-A-N-S-E-D-A.com. Or if you want to talk about this episode and you want to you know, get more into talking about lifestyle and you know, mental habits, I'd be happy to, to do that. It's something. It's a topic I'm really passionate about just by personal experience and happy to help whoever I can. Thank you so much, Dean. And now maybe I'll have you back for the therapy episode. <laughs> My pleasure. Yeah. More episodes.